Hey guys, welcome to episode number eight. Today I'm going to share with you my top 10 tips to book and plan your solo trip. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Solo Woman Travel Tribe Podcast. Thank you for joining me. So today I'm going to talk about my top 10 tips that I use when it comes to planning and booking my own travel. So planning your trip can be a rather stressful experience, which I do hear from a lot of you, but it doesn't have to be. Some of you really, really enjoy it, and I'm one of those people. I do really enjoy it. So follow these 10 steps, and we can make it easy, simple, and fun. All right. Number one, decide on your destination or destinations. So first of all, what are you passionate about? What things light you up? Is it beaches and sunshine? Do you like the snow and the mountains? Perhaps it's the Spanish language or Italian food. So pick your destinations based on your passions and the things that you really want to see and experience. Just a little side tip there is if you're really worried about your first solo trip, then maybe think about starting with somewhere closer to home or perhaps sticking with an English-speaking country if English is your first language or whatever language it is, sticking with that. If you're already feeling confident and ready ready to go, then definitely don't hold back. All right, number two, decide on the length of your trip. We may want to spend a lot of time out there in the big wide world exploring. I know I sure do, but life and our commitments often don't allow for that. So there's a few things that we need to consider when deciding on the length of our trip. So how long can you take off work? How long do you actually want to be away for? So for example there, some people might, you know, worry about homesickness or, you know, their pets and things like that. How long can you afford to be away for? That's a really good one. If you have a family to look after, and pets as well, how, how long can you be away from them for? Something to consider. So decide on a reasonable time frame and then stick to it. Number three, research. Do your research. Now that's one of my favorite parts when it comes to planning and booking my trip is doing all of the research. Not only does it prevent a lot of like stress and issues during the trip, but it's also a time to really start to get excited and to learn more about the place that you are traveling to. So I made a list of some of the resources that I use to do my research for my upcoming trips. So my number one go-to is Google. Google seems to have the answer to almost every question I have. (laughs) Another one is Lonely Planet Guides or any similar sort of travel-related guidebooks. Sometimes I'll also visit my local library and see what resources that they have as well. Talking to friends or family or friends of friends, anyone I know who has been to that destination before. 
And a little side note there is posting and travel related groups. So inside of our tribe, people are always posting, has anyone been to, for example, Peru? And what did you see and do? What would you recommend? Where did you stay? That sort of thing. I think that those sorts of groups are such a great source of inspiration and you're really helpful when it comes to doing your research. Another one I've got on my list here is to visit the local travel agent and speak to them and ask for some brochures as well. Okay, so here's another list of things that I like to research when I'm looking into my trip. So what are the public transport options? So whether that be train or tram or is it better to maybe look at hiring a car or can you hire a bike or is it easy to walk around the city, that sort of thing. Maybe buses, I'm not sure. So check out various accommodation options. I always look at Airbnb as one of the first ones that I go to and then I will look at hotels and then lastly I'll also look at hostels. For some of you that might be the first place that you look. So yeah, just research a few of them because you may find that for the same price as a hostel you could get your own Airbnb apartment for example. So it does pay to look into that. Where are these accommodation options located in relation to the attractions and the public transport? So I think checking out the location is really, really important. Making sure that you're not going to be, you know, stranded on the other side of the city and, you know, with no public transport or no options for, for that close by. What are the main sites to see and the things to do in the city? And also... Um, consider like changing it up when you're when you're researching that so not just the main thing so for example you, you know the Eiffel Tower in Paris and the Arc de Triomphe and all of that sort of thing start to like research what are some of the off the beaten track or the less touristy things to do so of course you'll know some of the main sites to see but what are some of the other really cool things that the locals or some people who have gone before you would recommend doing Another important thing here to research is, are there any known scams for tourists in the city? Um, some cities do have sort of known scams. Uh, when I was in Barcelona, there was a scam where um, tourists were being pickpocketed quite heavily in the subway stations and stuff. Um, and then in Budapest... The taxis were scamming tourists, so it does pay to sort of research it, just so that you've kind of got your wits about you and you know to be mindful of, of anything that does come up. What are the approximate costs for travel? So transportation, food, sightseeing, travel insurance, etc. Start to research the costs so that you've got an idea in your mind. Are there any cultural things to be aware of in the city? So do you need to perhaps cover your knees and your shoulders in certain areas, that sort of thing? Are there any well-known blog posts that you could read to get more information and ideas on the city? Now, are there visas required? So what will the cost be and how do you go about getting them? Always check if you're going to need a visa for the country or countries that you're traveling to and also transiting through. So a little tip there is considering things like vaccinations as well. So research, do you need any vaccinations? Um, you know, what sort of costs are going to be involved? Safety, sightseeing, other people's recommendations, local experiences, all of that sort of stuff. Okay, number four, set a budget. 
So keep in mind what can you afford and any ongoing expenses that you will have whilst you're away. So that could be your rent or your mortgage, any insurances that you pay, utilities, etc. Don't go overboard and return home only to struggle to rely on your credit cards until payday. Now let's be honest, we've all been there and done that, or I know I certainly have. Um, and it really creates this whole post-holiday blues thing, and it really makes it worse. So if you can avoid, uh, avoid doing that, definitely try to. Okay, as part of doing your research, which was step number three, it's really good to investigate the approximate costs of things like your flights, your accommodation, any tours you want to do, or any sites you want to see, the average cost of food and the prices to eat out, sightseeing, travel insurance, visas, and transportation. Research that. Remember to also include room for spending money, so things like souvenirs and gifts, it's also wise to set aside an incidentals fund. So for anything unexpected like a medical expense or any hidden costs like delayed flights or you know a missed flight and you've got to pay for a hotel somewhere along the way, something like that. Now, yes, travel insurance should cover all of that if you choose to take it. However, you will normally need to pay for it out of your own pocket first and have it reimbursed later. Okay, that's a whole nother episode, travel insurance, but just think about having a fund set aside, whether it be a credit card or something, some money that you can access, just in case anything goes unaccording to plan. Uh, there's some really good online budgeting tools that are free as well that you can use. So I actually googled some, so one was budgetyourtrip.com, another one was independenttraveler.com slash travel dash budget dash calculator but literally jump on a google search and um they will be able to help that will help you to find some online calculators to help with the budgeting side of things okay number five check that your passport is up to date so make sure that you have a valid and up-to-date passport that won't expire whilst you are away so check the recommendations on the passport validity for the countries that you are traveling to. Now it is recommended, although not necessarily a requirement, but it is recommended that you have a minimum of six months valid validity. That's a really hard word to say, guys. <laughs> so it's recommended you've got six months left just in case anything goes haywire. Now, also, it is a requirement for some countries that you do have a minimum of six months left on your passport. Okay, make sure that you have any necessary visas. So I use the website visasandpassports.co.nz to check these requirements, but jump on a Google search. Just be careful with that and just make sure that you're trying to use like the government or the embassy websites so that you know the information is both up to date and 100% accurate. Always make sure to check any countries that you transit through. So what are the transit requirements and do you meet them? So some different passport holders will require a visa for a country that their flight goes through, even though they're not actually staying overnight in that place. Okay, number six, book it in. Whether you decide to visit your local travel agent or jump online and do it yourself, get everything booked in or book as much as you possibly can. So flights, 
transfers or car hire, hotels, hostels, Airbnb, tours or day trips, travel insurance. The more you book, the less you have to worry about and the less you need to arrange when you arrive, giving you more time to relax, to explore and to enjoy your destination. Number seven, make a plan. So what do you want to see? What do you want to experience whilst you're traveling? What things light you up and get you really excited? So make a list and put together a rough plan for your trip. I always love to get out and get amongst nature. So I look for hikes and walks. I love to visit beaches Uh, People watching with a good cup of coffee is one of my favorite things to do. And usually I'll visit some of the local sites as well. Try to schedule in something each day and put together a rough plan for how you would like your trip to go. Make sure that you get to see, do and experience all of the things that are really important to you. Number eight, prepare. Don't leave things till the last minute. (laughs) That's not fun. Let's create a list now and begin ticking things off, okay? Here's a list of things that I like to consider and prepare for. Tell your bank that you are traveling. So give them a call or pop in and see them. This is so that they don't freeze or cancel any of your cards when they see international transactions appearing on your statement. Set up any automatic payments that you may miss. So, uh, for example, like your telephone bill, perhaps. Think about whether or not you will need to set that up as an automatic payment. Put your phone onto global roaming and check out the international charges. Investigate that because it may even be worth looking at getting a global SIM card to use whilst you're traveling. Tell your neighbours and your family and your friends that you'll be away and ask them to keep an eye on your place. Arrange house sitters or pet sitters or maybe even list your house on Airbnb whilst you're away. It's a great way to earn some extra cash whilst you're travelling at the same time. Number nine, pack. Take time to make a list of everything that you think you will need. There are many, many, many packing lists out there on the internet. A Google search will literally leave you with hundreds and hundreds of options. But just take from it whatever you think is relevant for your trip. So here's a couple of things to consider. Check the weather for your destination and know what kind of clothing is required for that time of year. If it's the rainy season, consider taking a fold up and umbrella or a poncho or rain jacket of some sort take layers so just be prepared for sort of any scenarios so I always like to have a couple of singlets a couple of long sleeve tops and at least one decent jacket so that I can layer you know one singlet on top of the other two long sleeves tops on (laughs) on top of that and then the jacket literally what's that five layers it wouldn't be the first time I've done that But in saying that, don't overpack. Remember, you will more than likely be able to buy it if you didn't take it. And if you can't buy it, you will quite likely be able to borrow it, whether that's from a fellow traveler you meet 
or your Airbnb host or somebody in a hotel or a hostel. Something to consider here is cultural dress codes. So I always recommend packing a sarong or like a large scarf to use so that you can cover your head or your shoulders or your knees. You can wrap it around your body to cover your knees. And it, you know, a sarong doubles for almost anything. It's a beach towel. You can turn it into a bag. You can turn it into a dress. You can use it to dry yourself. I mean, it's everything. So yeah, what I was saying was consider cultural dress codes before I got completely sidetracked on the sarong. Okay, number 10, lucky last, enjoy your trip. So remember that this is a holiday, it's an adventure, it's going to be an amazing and wonderful experience. So you are going to have a wonderful time. Remember, relax, unwind and enjoy every minute. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Huge love to each and every one of you. Wishing you safe and happy travels wherever you are in the world today. Until next time, bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash solo woman travel tribe. Thanks again and I hope to see you over in the group.